We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Welcome back to best hour of their day. We got a unique episode today, Katie, wouldn't you say? Are you calling Marcus unique? I'm saying no Fern. We've subbed. We said, hey, <laughs> Fern, you're out. We need to bring in, you know, the sixth man, the MVP, the person that's most likely taking your position in this company, <laughs> Marcus Jersey. And if you're not sure who Marcus is, we'll get a little background from him, but go on to our YouTube channel because all of the content that we have coming out from Austin, Marcus is a big part of it. Marcus is a big part of best hour of their day. He's kind of the silent assassin, the CEO, as I like to refer to him. Um, although that's pretty much just a made up title to make him feel good about himself. I Do appreciate you, it. It helps a lot. Does it make you feel good? It kind of compensates for how working with you feels. <laughs> now, Alan, the, other thing, the other thing is once, 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 and hence, once the new content comes out, I'm going to say this. Have you guys, Katie, did you watch the bumper? Yeah, that was. Who's, so who's got the last shot? Who has the last shot in the bumper? It's Marcus. It's Marcus. Marcus. With, a, with a nice little wink for you? Yeah. A nice wink. little wink, a little winky wink at the end there. But anyway, Marcus, you've been around for quite some time. You have more experience than most in the affiliate world. You are a longtime part of Barbell Shrugged and all those good things. So for those that aren't aware of you, give us your 30-second elevator pitch. You know, you meet a fine young man or woman that you want to impress. Uh, what would you say about yourself? Well, you'd probably go with your guitar skills, um, and then maybe your ability to drive a car really fast. But if we were to get rid of those things and keep it more in line with the fitness world, especially the business side of the fitness world, what would your little elevator pitch be? The first thing I would say would be, I personally know Jason Ackerman. Well, That's going to be how I'm going to kick this thing off. After that, if that impressive. didn't work, That'll I mean, work. I feel like it's the best icebreaker. Um, no, but uh, been in the CrossFit space as uh, started off as an athlete, and um, you know I've been in the business consulting, marketing, the sales role in a variety of different capacities, and um, had the privilege of being a part of some pretty awesome companies and projects along the way. Any anyone you want to mention? Where people might recognize you, know you from, or you want to keep that a secret? I guess. Um, yeah, no, I had, um, let's see here. So initially I had started a company which was a web and marketing company where um, we worked with Reebok when they first opened all of their affiliates and helped build the web and marketing platform for them. Um, worked with Barbells for Boobs, got to work closely with Ziona from the very beginning of that, helping her build and launch that company or that nonprofit for that matter. 
um, like you said, Barbell Shrugged and Barbell Business, Jim Wright, uh, Jim Breakthrough, and now you lovely folks. That's right. That's right. Big part of best hour of their day. And you have a lot of experience as an affiliate owner as well. And I want to talk about this topic. Recently, I don't actually, I don't think I've put this post up yet, but it'll be up in the near future. In fact, I'll, I'll switch it around so it, so it comes up with this episode. But one of the questions we get all the time when Fern and I are talking about, you know, implementing things or, or running an ideal class experience is, you know, what about the people that don't listen? And I think that that falls into two categories. One, just the people that don't listen, but then the other category, and, and maybe, maybe it's an excuse for them is they've come from another affiliate. You know, we see that people are moving around, people are maybe just looking to change their environment, look elsewhere. And it's often well, if they're if they're coming from a different affiliate, there there's habits that are built. You know, a long time ago, um, when I, when I had my first job in the fitness industry, my direct supervisor said I would rather have a jar of Play-Doh than Gumby, and he said that to me, and I was the Play-Doh, and I, you know I asked him what that meant, and he's like, well, Gumby's already formed. You know, you can move him around, but a lot of him is formed already. He's already got his eyes in this place, his head shaped like this. Where Play-Doh, I can mold you to whatever I want you to be. And a lot of times people are coming from other affiliates and they're like, well, this is how we did it. And my attitude is cool. This is best hour CrossFit. That's not how we do it here or whatever your affiliate is. But but there's really two categories there. So let's let's start with that one, Marcus. People are bouncing around. People are moving. I mean... There's an exodus from different states. You're in California, by the way. I mean, this isn't a political show. That's our other show. But what's going on? Florida is open. Florida's got no COVID. California has like the most COVID and they're super restricted. What's going on? When are you leaving California? When are you moving to Colorado? <laughs> well, I'll be coming to visit you in about a month and a half. So that's going to be awesome. I'm not quite sure about moving there yet. I got to go scope it out first. You'll like it here. You'll like it here and but, you'll be close um, to me. Yeah, thanks. I'm looking forward to it. I'll come and harass you regularly. Um, but speaking of California, you know, it has a lot to do with where you are. Where I am here in Southern California, specifically in San Clemente, which is the uh, furthest end of Orange County right before you get to San Diego. So we're really close to uh, the Mexican border, about a little over an hour away. And where I am here, there is next to no sign of anything. Uh, I mean, not from the businesses, not from how the people are carrying themselves, um, but you drive just an hour north or even call it 45 minutes north up to say like Santa Ana, uh, Los Angeles, and it looks really, really different. So anyway, it's all kind of a mess, but I like it where I'm at. So I'll stay for now. All right. Um, well, the, the, you know, part of the reason I bring up California is there's boxes all over. People do bounce around. So mm -hmm. Did you experience that at all when you had your box there? Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether it was gyms closing or people just, um, you know, and back then there was, I think, a lot more drama in the boxes than there is today because everything was a lot looser. It was a lot more of the Wild West um, back in 2012, 2013, um, you know, that range 
uh, it was just a very different scene. Uh, so I think there was a lot more kind of gym hopping going on. But now we're kind of seeing a similar trend just because of a lot of the relocations, whether it's for work or for other reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, this is what it comes down to. It doesn't matter if the person's brand new to CrossFit or they're a seasoned veteran. When someone joins your community, it is your responsibility and frankly, your opportunity to bring them into the fold correctly. And I think a lot of people drop the ball on this. And they think that, you know, let's say because this person has CrossFit experience that ah, you don't need to go through our onboarding or integration process. You can just hop in. And oftentimes it's because the gym owner is also letting this person tell them what they think they should be doing. And at the end of the day, this is your business. This is your community. And you are the steward of this community. And therefore, it is your responsibility to help make sure that everyone integrates effectively. And that doesn't just mean knowing what to do or, or um, you know, let's say your onboarding or on-ramp is more geared towards a beginner and teaching you some fundamentals about movement, about nutrition, about mindset. The, you still need to have the same conversations just adjusted to that person's experience level in bringing them in so that they have the same respect for the community, the staff, the processes and policies so that you can eliminate a whole lot of this. Will it eliminate all of it? No, probably not because if they like something about how it was at their previous gym and that you have a, a rule or a policy or something is different at your gym that they'd love to see the old way, they'll probably vocalize that to some extent. But at the end of the day, how that is vocalized and through what lens it is vocalized, I think would be really what is going to be determined on how well you onboard and integrate someone new. Yeah, don't you think that a lot of times when someone's saying, what about the members that don't listen? And for the record, it's my post. I, I've adjusted it. It's up today. Coach Jason Ackerman, realistically, all of you listening right now already follow it. It's the most influential uh, Instagram in all of fitness. So so you like to tell yourself. So, But I think a lot of times people say that they're saying a few things. They're saying, one, what about the people that I don't control well enough? Mm -hmm. Or what about the people that I'm not willing to get rid of but aren't a value to our affiliate? They're not an asset here. They're actually a pain in the ass. Because, Marcus, you have two kids. I have a kid. Anyone that says this as a coach – if we flipped it around and we said something like, what about my kids that don't listen? There's no option. When I was a kid, there was no option to not listen to my stepfather or my mom during the week, right? It was like, you know, and you think back now as an adult, you're like, why did I do that? Why did I just blindly do whatever they told me? It's like, that's how it should be. They're in charge. They're, and, and part of them being in charge is financially, right? You feel secure, but they're keeping you safe. Like you feel safe when, when something goes wrong, even as an adult, you're like, want to go back to mom. Right. And I think part of this is what about the members that don't listen? Um, you're not doing a good job expressing to them why you're in charge and why, why what you're telling them to do is actually good for them. And, and most of the time this question arises in the, in the scaling portion. Right. So there was a couple things. There was there was really two reasons I put this post up. One was, you know, we talked. How'd you find that already? Oh, you went into later. You are good, Katie. You're good. She's good. It's not even live yet. And it's up on there. So if you're watching on our YouTube channel, which you should be, it's slowly growing. 
Help us get to our first 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, please. If you don't already, even if you don't have YouTube, just create an account and go follow us for, for things like this. Katie popping this up. Um, but I, I find it falls into two things. Katie made me lose track of my thoughts. One, in the scaling, and it came up in a, in a post I had recently. Katie, you can grab that one. We're at, you know, the whole time cap thing, right? Like, we, And we talked about it on the show, like, Oh, what about the people that don't listen uh, when you brief the stimulus at the board? That's a you problem. That's your fault. I, I get so frustrated. It's like, take ownership. Don't assume. Don't take it personally. But that's your fault. You're not doing a good enough job explaining it. Or you're not doing a good enough job expressing to the class, hey, I'm in charge. I'm the captain now. You're, you're not in charge. You can think you're going to put on whatever weight you're going to put on. Guess what? I'm going to either strip it. I'm going to tell you to change the reps. I'm going to tell you to do something else. Then here was something we haven't spoken about. We have, of course, but you know, publicly, I'm in the Facebook affiliate owner group, and I recently gave them an idea. I've given out lots of ideas. You guys know this. Knowledge bombs in that Facebook group, and, and most of the time, they're super well-received. Recently, um, I put up about... Hey, reach out to former members and try to get them back in. And I'm not going to dig into how we do it. You can reach out if you want to talk about it with us on Affiliate U. If you're in the Facebook group, you can find that thread. But immediately there was backlash from like one or two people. It's always one or two people. What about the members that complain about it? What about the members that get, get upset that I'm giving a free month to former members? Again, I, I would put that in the same category. What about the members that don't listen? You're basically saying, what about the shitty members? Well, here's what all that comes down to, whether we're talking about the price increase or the, excuse me, the the offer going out to former members and someone getting upset about it or someone not listening to your, your coaching guidance. It's a matter of a lack of leadership. You are not leading your tribe. They are running you over. It's the same thing like the kid analogy that you gave. If the kids are at behaving poorly, that has nothing to do or has the least to do with the kids and the most to do with the parent. The parent is not doing a great job of parenting this child. Now, I don't think that they should be just like, uh, should be treated as it's a like a dictatorship, even though maybe technically you are the boss, you're in charge and so on. Just like with parenting, technically, yeah, I'm in charge, I make the rules. But if I'm just blurting orders and rules at my kids, the likelihood of them following them, or more importantly, following and supporting them when I'm not looking or not there to give them shit about it is really unlikely, right? And it's the same thing I want from my members. I don't want my members to just yes man me while I'm giving them an order. And the second that I'm not there, they're like, fuck that guy. I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm going to do. And this creates danger. They can get hurt. It could be giving people bad advice or encouraging other people to, you know, not be in support of the, the overall flow of the group or the box. So at the end of the day, it's a lack of leadership. They're not, they don't respect you. You are not commanding your tribe effectively. And this can come from a multitude of different reasons, but at the end of the day, that is, that is why it is happening. And that can be remedied relatively quickly by you simply being very clear about what what the rules are and what the policies are and why they're important. You mentioned that before, the why is super important so they can they can have a better understanding that you're not just saying, hey, I don't want you to 
uh, load more weight because I think you're weak. It's because the intended stimulus is actually X and not Y. And you're, you hire me and pay a premium to help you get the best results as quickly as possible with the least amount of risk as possible, right? Great. That's exactly what I'm helping you do, right? And or same thing for any policy or any email campaign. If And if your members are giving you a hard time or coming up to you about, hey, that's not fair. You gave them this offer and not us this offer. Again, this is another problem that you are not, th that these members have a sense of of control or um, entitlement, like they, like they, yeah, thank you. That there's a sense of entitlement happening here, false entitlement. That really, I mean, if someone wanted to come up to you and say, "Hey, man, like I'm not okay with that," then you can say, "Okay, well, first of all, you'll recognize entitlement problem, my fault. I need to do a better job of communicating with my community." But you can address it individually. And we talk about this, or you guys talk about this on the podcast all the time. Everybody who, who's everybody, right? I, I've heard this countless times when working with affiliate owners personally, where you, they, you're talking about changing policies around uh, service agreements or cancellations, holds, um, you know, uh, we're talking about requiring check-in for class, whatever it is, does not matter what it is. Oh, well, people are going to get so upset. Everyone's going to get uh, everyone's going to quit. Everyone's going to get angry with me. And at the end of the day, it's one or two people. And those one or two people usually just need a good explanation. And if you have a good enough reason for doing what you do, which should be the the, the bottom line always is that there's a great reason for why we do what we do here. Um, and you communicate that clearly, then there usually isn't going to be any backlash. They just didn't understand. And if there is, then they're not a good fit for your community anyway. Period. That's something that I keep saying in that group. And even this post, it's like part of the problem is box owners are, have such a scarcity mindset often that it's like, well, I can't get rid of somebody. Yeah, you can. And here's what they fail to recognize. If that person is a pain in the ass for you, and I'm not suggesting the guy that goes RX is a pain in the ass. He might be a great human being. He might be super fun and and, and actually fun to have in class. But you can't overlook the fact that he's in, he's influencing other people in the class, right? So mm -hmm. that guy that is going 135 when he should scale to 115 or 95 has a buddy that's also pushing it to try to keep up. Or the new guy who's like, hey, that guy's fit. He can do pull-ups. I can't do pull-ups. I should probably try to you know do what he's doing. Or... The people that are, are complaining about uh, the, the free month that you've decided to give out, which by the way, that's not a discount. That's a cost of a new member acquisition. And realistically, they're either going to come in every day and then join. So it was a great expenditure, $0, or they're not going to come in at all. So you're not going to flood your class with a bunch of people that are taking advantage of a free month and not coming back. Chances are, if you send out an email to all of your former members, five, six, seven of them are going to take you up on it. And those that take you up on it are either going to use it every day and then join, or they're not going to come in at all. But you might have that one person that complains. And again, if they're complaining to you, other people are hearing it. My point is, if someone's bugging you at your box, 
They're bugging other people. Of course. I mean, look, the, I mean, I'd say this is what community 101, com healthy community management 101. If there is someone in your community who is not supporting your messaging, your rules, your a, a, a happy, healthy community, whatever's important to you, if they are not supporting you and your staff, then it needs to be addressed directly and clearly. And most of the time, if you do this well, again, coming from a place of confidence, coming from a place of, of reasonability, and it, it makes sense, right? Then it almost always can get squashed, right? And you can also let them know in the process, hey, you know, I understand you have a, a concern about the offer we put out there and you feeling like it wasn't fair. I would love to make sure, I, I want to make sure that I understand this and have an opportunity to help you feel better about this. What's going on? Have them tell you, and then you can walk them through. I see why you might feel that way. Here's why we're doing this. And at the end of the day, you can have the confidence that you can speak from a place of authority because this is your freaking business. And you are in charge of your business. How you want to spend your acquisition cost, whether it was on a Facebook advertisement or by making a special offer to previous members, is none of their damn business. That's And I will kindly and respectfully tell you that if you start giving me shit about what I'm choosing to do. Now, if something is blatantly unfair, like I'm charging Discounts. you 185 bucks a right. month and I'm telling them like, hey, you can come back for 100 bucks a month, no sweat. Fair enough. I'm going to have to, in order to make sure that feels right, I'm going to have to come up with a pretty damn good explanation. I can't come up with one that wouldn't be unfair. So that would be you calling me out rightfully so. Right. But at the end of the day, if you have these people in there, they either need to be addressed or removed. And you can do yeah, all of we, that from a respectful position. And it goes back to what we've said numerous times. What happens at your affiliate, you either create or in this in this scenario, you tolerate. But I think that's a great example. Yeah. And then I didn't give in the Facebook group. It's like it would be no different than your members being like, hey, I see you spending a thousand dollars a month on Facebook marketing. Well, you know. I, I, I don't think that's great. I don't think that's fair. And it's like, yeah, why didn't you upgrade to the bathroom instead? Right. And it goes right. back to a recent post too, where it's like, if you're not an entrepreneur, stop giving entrepreneurs advice. And I would lump this into that yeah. category as well. By the way, early numbers back, the listeners prefer you over Fern. Hands down. Lots of numbers, <laughs> lots of lots of comments coming in. So I'll let you tell them. Um, that. Well, it's, it's no different than um, what we're doing now. Hey, Fern. Uh, this just isn't working out. You know, it's, it's, there's other places Wait, you can did go. Did you just fire Fern on the air? I did. I did. We fired oh, him nice, live. Nice break day. from me getting fired. That's good. Be careful, good. Katie. <laughs> you're, you're next. Uh, I know. Next. I'm always next. next. <laughs> um, but here's, here's just a kind of a sidebar um, on this topic here. And if your members aren't just happy to see you succeeding and growing, that's a whole nother problem too. You've created right? that. At the end of the day, yeah. yes, that is a side effect of your lack of, of cultivating a healthy community through good leadership. That's it. Well, that's, and that's what I was trying to, you know, I, I really didn't get into it with people in the Facebook group because my attitude is like, I, I posted it and it was like, Awesome response, awesome response, awesome response, one shitty response, awesome, right? So everyone's like 
five new people join, six new people join, three people are coming back, etc. And then it would always be like one person. And my attitude is the person that's saying that is is somewhat creating that in their own mind, right? Like you're immediately jumping to that when when you don't know the response may be incredibly positive. Your members may be like, oh, that's so cool. Marcus was a member. He's not here anymore. I'd love for him to come back. And then you come back and like, oh, Marcus, where you been? Right? So that's something they're just kind of creating in their own head, a story they're telling themselves, if you will. And then also the bigger issue that, I, that I've said to them, it's like, if you even have that inclination, like, oh, man, my members might not be happy about this. That's on you. And I, you know, what I want them to do is realize you're the problem. You're the problem. If you feel this way, you are the problem. It's not your community. It's certainly not my idea for you to get some members back. It's you. And I think more box owners need to look in the mirror and realize it's so easy. Like I'm running this affiliate. I don't like X, Y, and Z. I blame this person, that person, this problem. No, this is your gym. This is you know. What happens in best hour CrossFit is my responsibility, right? Like I got to kick Roz out. I got to do it. It's, you know, it's come to that. <laughs> it's come to that. But whatever affiliate it is, whether you have one member or a hundred members, you're in charge. And we've talked about it before, Marcus, where you open this thing because you love fitness. You love helping people. You wanted to make a change in your life and say, okay, I'm no longer going to, you know, punch in and punch out. I'm going to be my own boss or do my own thing. And then you get in this trap of, I, I need to get as many members as possible. And you start bringing in people that you shouldn't. And I, I remind people on our affiliate, you calls all the time, 80 to 100 is a sweet spot, especially if those 80 to 100 are paying above your average client value, which Fern speaks about that represents fitness on the continuum. And even better, if they're 80 to 100 people that you'd be like, let's go grab a beer. Let's go for, on a road trip. Let's go hang out, you know, pass the old Google test or the layover test. Can you hang out with these people for two or three hours trapped in a car or an airport lounge or whatever that looks like? <coughs> this is where one of you two respond to me. This is where you guys communicate back. <clears throat> Oh, got it. Um, You're new to this. You're new to well, this. Well, yeah. Here's it. Uh, this is my first day. Um, so here's here's I think that what what or what I'm what I'd like to point out. Most people when they get into business, myself included, when I first got started, you have no idea what you're actually getting yourself into. Let's start with that. You think you do, you don't. Just like you have no idea when you get married, you have no idea when you have kids. You, you can hear all the things all the times it doesn't it doesn't register until you're in it because once you're in it it's going to expose all of your personal fears limitations and your limits so let's 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 take a said, sidebar for a second let's take a sidebar on this note we got three married people let's have a little fun for a moment katie yeah i'm going to go to you first i'm going to go to marcus and i'll tell a story okay what was your first eye opener that you were like, oh, damn, we're married? Oh, that's a good question. All right. Um, I'll, while you two think about yeah. it, I'll give you mine. So we, you know, Roz and I got married 
and we go on our honeymoon and we come back home and I don't even remember what we were arguing about. It was like a silly little argument, but it was an argument where in the past, if I were dating this person, not married to this person, I would have been angry and it would have ended with like one of us leaving the house, potentially permanently, right? And I remember in that moment, in that argument, thinking, oh shit, like we got to figure this out because we're stuck together now. Like we signed a piece of paper, like we're married. And whenever someone asks me like, oh, what's the point of getting married? I, I, I hear you, but I will tell you, you don't have an easy out. Like until you sign that paper, until you're, you know, officially by law married to this other human being, you can leave at the drop of a hat. Like sure, some things will make it more challenging, shared ownership of a house or kids or whatever. But marriage is a whole different ballgame. And I remember that. And it was a big eye opener for me because I was like, okay, when we have these arguments or when we don't get along, one of us can't leave happy and one can't be mad. Like we have to move forward and, and be able to deal and talk it out. So, you know, Marcus said, like, you didn't know that was something like I wasn't aware of. I was like, oh, it's the same thing. No, I'm stuck here. And, you know, ultimately, you know, we work it out. And, and now it's awesome. Like now my favorite thing about being married is like we're a team. Like, you can't break us apart. And like when shit's happening, it's happening to the both of us. We support each other. Um, so for me, it was that. <laughs> Marcus, you have one? You have a story? Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I, for me, it was the first time we had in-law drama. Ooh. Where there I was, was I drama about say, with her. I thought you were about to say intercourse, to be fair. I thought you were about to say intercourse. That's what I, well, Katie, you did you not I, think that? I didn't get specific yet. I did yet. not think that. <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess we haven't ruled it out with the in-laws. Maybe <laughs> that hasn't was the drama. Long enough. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, it was the first time that we that I experienced in-law drama, and I realized, oh, this is forever, and this isn't like, oh, my girlfriend's got shitty parents or a weird brother or whatever the thing is, and you just make a note to, you know, I can just avoid it. You can't avoid it once you get married. It's holidays, it's birthdays, it's all, all the things. Not to mention, just because I might not like something doesn't mean that my wife isn't cool with it because that's who she grew up with or what she grew up with. So yeah. that was my first dose of What that. was it? Come on, get a little deeper. What was the drama? Oh, it was just stuff after the uh, when it came to the wedding okay. and how they were interacting with us in the process. And shortly thereafter, it was like, wait, what? Oh, man, this is... I never saw that side of them before. And you just realize like this is obviously post deal <laughs> signing and it's, uh, it's forever. You reminded me of Wedding Crashers, you know, the creepy brother that paints for Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you, you painted that for me. That's what that reminded me of. Katie, come on. Give us the like dirt that. on Tyler. Yeah. Tyler's I great. Like Tyler's I great. feel like you don't give us enough about Tyler. <laughs> Well, we probably are still in, I would imagine, like the surface level fights. We've only been married for about six months now. So, but my- We've been together for how long? For about three years. So we've been together for a while. But so what talking about that made me think of was we were dating. Um, Tyler 
um, he did laundry. Like he wasn't a, a gross person, but he would never hang anything up. So in his room, he had a dirty clothes pile and a clean clothes pile. And only he knew which clothes were, would go in what pile. And so I was able to leave the apartment like, okay, that's fine. But then we got married, and those, <laughs> when we first got married, uh, he still kept that up. And so then I realized, when, like, I was, I started to get increasingly more frustrated, and I realized, like, this is forever. If we don't talk about this, like, he's always going to have a dirty and clean clothes pile. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, we had to have have that discussion, and we, I, I feel like, say, there's and, only one pile now. Now there's no piles. We have laundry baskets, and each, you know, you put your stuff in the laundry basket. So it's good. We moved past that. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, <laughs> you know, and as funny as this is, and like a sidebar. You know, what you're saying, Katie, I think can be really analogous to a member, right? It's not going to get better if you don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, and, like, and yeah, and I think a lot of people are like, you know, Marcus, you've been married with kids longer than I have. It's like, oh, this relationship isn't going well. Marriage will fix it. Oh, this marriage isn't going well. Kids will fix it. Oh, the kids aren't going, you know, let's get a dog, right? All those and, things that they that people say will fix it or when it, whatever, as you're saying this, I'm like, those are literally force multipliers on your problem. Yeah. They will exactly. not help a thing. Right? Because typically it comes down to like financial issues. And it's like kids is not, are not going to help that. Or in-laws, it's like now I got in-laws <laughs> no. chirping about what how to raise these kids. But, you know, what you said, Katie, is true. And I think box owners, I had a, another post in the Facebook group and it was something along the lines of one of the owners was dealing with a member who was bringing her kid into the, into the class area. You know, she has like a nursery area. It's even uh, supervised. And when the baby was young, she didn't find it a problem to bring this child onto the uh, workout floor. Now the baby's one years old and somewhat of a news. Like I couldn't imagine having Madison at nine months where I'm working out. She'd be, in danger of herself, right? Like getting a book because she crawls around, you know, or just a nuisance screaming and crying. And she asked for advice. And like four out of five pieces of advice were some sort of way to lie to this person about why she shouldn't have the baby on the floor. It's like, oh, tell them your insurance doesn't cover it. Oh, tell them the landlord got upset. Oh, tell them this. Hey, how about this one? Tell them the fucking truth. You shouldn't have let her bring the baby on the floor to begin with. And now you have to take a step back and revisit it. And and trust me, this baby's annoying everybody in the class. Because as a proud father, I love my daughter. I don't want her working out next to me, nor do I want your dumb child working out next to me. And I say dumb <laughs> child because mine's dumb. She's not the brightest. She's not the brightest child. She's going to be a musician or an athlete. It's all good. I'm not too worried about school. But point is, like, it's the same scenario. Other people are getting annoyed by this. And it's like, I don't want to face this one thing. You're going to lose five people instead of having one tough conversation where if you do it well, you're not going to lose anybody. Like there's, I'm sure there are examples, but being honest with someone and vulnerable about a problem almost always leads to a good solution. And if it doesn't, if this woman who's bringing her baby is upset by it now it's on her you've done all you can do you know i, I said I, I wrote and i wrote like hey the the easy answer is the is the hard answer but the hard answer is the right answer and th and that's what it is so it's it's all the same thing 
This isn't going to fix itself without you having a conversation, whether it be about dirty laundry, whether it be about scaling appropriately, or whether it be about bringing a baby, you know, onto the floor. Like you got to be a, you got to control your own box. This is happening in your box and, and, and be, be direct and honest with people. No one likes to, I think in a world of social media and the internet, we've lost sight of like communicating like this is, is key. You're you're a great think, communicator, Marcus. What 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 were you going to add to that? No, I was just going to say. I mean, this comes back to. I think this all boils down to your willingness to step into the role as the leader of your tribe. If you are not willing to do that, look. If you have to come up with BS excuses, or if you think that using BS excuses just to pacify this problem now in the short term isn't going to, for one, you're practicing being a shit leader. Let's start with that. Which means subconsciously, you're not gonna build any confidence in yourself as a leader because you know you BS your way through it, which means you're a fraud. And whether you like it or not, subconsciously, you're gonna know that deep down inside. And that's gonna build over time. And if you do it the right way, like you said, and you just practice being open and honest and clear and you know doing so from a kind and respectful place you're going to you're going to strengthen the muscle and even if you lost a member or two over the baby on the floor and how they didn't like that you changed a rule on them or whatever it is so what you're stepping over dollars chasing dimes in the big picture of leadership it's a matter of you doing what is the right thing to do as the leader that's what leaders do is they do the right thing even if it sucks and the more that you practice that, the better you're going to get at it. And the easier these, conversa these conversations and these challenges are going to become for you to handle. And over time, the, the less um, the, you're going to get more practiced at it as well, which means you're going to become more effective. It doesn't just feel easier, but it's, you actually become easier at having them not backfire and or handling it if it ever does. And that, I think, is the whole point of this thing. And just to kind of circle back to what I was saying about you don't know what you're getting yourself into, this is it. Most people don't realize I opened a box because I, I love this thing. I love what it did for me. I want to do the same for other people and I want to live my life doing having fun and doing fitness and being or being the positive light in people's life. There are a gazillion reasons why being a box owner is an amazing lifestyle business. It's all the things, in my opinion. It's one of the coolest businesses that you can own out there when you do it right. But what people don't realize is that you starting a business means that you are going to have to manage or you're going to have to work through your demons. All these old insecurities and things that you were able to just dodge and sweep under the rug being an employee are going to be brought front and center for you to either let them bury you or for you to bury them and get over them so that you can become the person that you need to be to run a successful business, which means you are going to have to go through and deal with some of these uncomfortable feelings and situations until they're no longer uncomfortable. And that is what is going to make all of these problems go away. And that's precisely what Affiliate U is for. Because most people, I had to get coaches to get help with this. I, did, I wasn't just magically able to figure this out on my own. I got help. So work being able to just even recognize the fact that, oh man, that sounds like me, I should probably get some help, can really help you expedite this process. So 
I encourage you, if this feels like you or sounds like a problem that you have, get some help, whether it's with us or with anybody. Get some help from someone who can help guide you through the process because it's not as hard or as bad as you think. And it's worth it. And it just makes your job so much more fun and rewarding. Like, no one opens Which is the whole point of getting into this business in the first place. Right. No, Marcus, I mean, in all of your experience, and as anyone said, hey, I really want to open a CrossFit affiliate and I hope just assholes show up and join. Like, I really hope it's a bunch of people I don't like that I don't really want to be around. Right. Like, that'd be ideal for me. No. You're like, I, I want... I want to go to work and, and hate my job. This is going to yeah, be great. Yeah, I want to... Yeah. There's, if you want to go to work and hate your job, like, there's plenty of better options than being an entrepreneur and owning a small customer service business. Just join but, best hour of their day. Oh. Yeah, just, oh, oh, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, burn, burn, burn. <laughs> and she's fired. And she's fired. Oh, there it is. Um, <clears throat> so... But the, you know the, the the point is, unless you have these and are willing to have these tough conversations, inevitably that's going to happen. Like you're going to have people there, and I don't think they're being jerks uh, purposefully. They don't know any better, and that that's a lot of it, right? Like rep shaving 100%. or or those people that clean up their equipment early. I posted about that the other day. You can't just assume they can read your mind. Like, sure, we understand. Cheating is typically not a good thing. Cheating at reps is, you know, not a good thing in the CrossFit world. But nine nine out of ten times when that's happened, I see it in the group or on Instagram or anywhere. It's like people just bitching and moaning instead of being like, hey, someone's cheating at my box. And I decided to pull them aside and have a private meaningful conversation with them like no one ever addresses it like that it's like what do i do with the asshole that's cheating uh talk to them because you're being an asshole by not talking to them and 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 you've had moments in your life where you are that asshole you know maybe it's not cheating but maybe it's just your personality or you did a shitty job with something and luckily someone came along that cared a little bit about you and said hey you know, I see you doing this. Let me give you some advice or let me give you a better solution or let me, you know, point you in the right direction. And because of that, you know, that might have been even why you opened an affiliate. If somebody grabbed you by the hand and said, hey, you, you should check this thing out or would you be interested in coaching? And then all of a sudden we become too cool for school and don't want to don't want to help other people. It's more fun to be part of the cool kids club and, and goof on the people that are rep shaving or whatever that looks like. So you know, put your ego aside and, and, and have these tough conversations. And, and it's going to make a more enjoyable experience for you and for everybody else. 100%. Agreed. All right. Well, I think we helped then. I think we did our job today, Marcus. Um, again, numbers are still coming in, but it looks like you're in and Fern's out. I'm just throwing it out there. We'll, yeah. have, we'll have, you know, it's, it's early in the polls, if you will. Um, so I don't want to make yeah, any, but the, we already think, know where this is going. Do you think it would help? So if, any uh, affiliates listening, oh, go ahead, Mark. any affiliates listening, if you'd like to hire a coach, Fern is probably going to be looking for a job. Yeah. Uh, independent contractor. He'll be an independent contractor. Email Katie at, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> do you think it would help if Fern shaved his head? Oh, I do think that would help. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll put a poll out there. See if that, yeah, works. I think, if, you know, I think, you know, the, the issue is like, I have such a, wonderful head of hair 
and um, Ferns is not as good. So I think he should just shave it, right? Because he's like, it's like you're competing with the best. It's not, it's not gonna work, right? Like, just shave it like Mark. Like I think that's it. There's, it's clear. Like Marcus is the bald one. Jay's the good, good haired one. Does and your hair Ferns, is your hair so good because of Doc Spartan? Just out of curiosity. Doc Spartan helps, Katie. <laughs> Doc Spartan helps for sure. Um, and this is what happens when you don't use Doc Spartan. <laughs> well, you can use Doc Spartan. You're just at a point where you need a different product than I use. You need the uh, you need the sunblock. On you your put head. the ball powder. <laughs> <laughs> ball powder. Yeah, the TSA is still laughing about that one. Um, and then also, I would say it's it's you know inside tracker, Katie. You know, getting my blood done. You know, I got the good hair genes somehow. You did father- say you said that Madison is going to be a musician or an athlete. Um, mm-hmm. I thought we already ruled don't, out athleticism. Don't, in your don't do that. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure your report came back. Yeah, as Madison's um, SOL pursue athletics as a career. Yeah, music music will be the way. She likes the drums lately. She goes to her, you know, kids class and um, pounds on the drums. And um, but but I got Roz. Roz is good 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 genetic. So that's true. But I think um, hopefully that'll override yours in Madison. Yeah. But I'm, I'm 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 hanging on to some sort of musician. Yeah, that's that's the goal. But in all seriousness, you can hire Fern or you can hire affiliate you. So if any of this rang true to you, I would I would definitely reach out to us. This is you know this is what we're all about: creating an affiliate that's fun, that's enjoyable. You know that is the reason you started this thing in the first place. So definitely hit us up if you have any questions, if anything that we talked about. And if, if you were some of the examples I used, sorry about that, but it's true. And I hope, first of all, if you reached out to me, I would say the same thing, you know, via DM or to your face, but I hope that it helps. And, you know, I'd be willing to talk to you about that. And um, ultimately, you know, if you have any questions, let us know. Go over to our YouTube channel. If you want to watch this video or podcast live or not live, but uh, via video versus just listening. And then what? Any day now, right, Marcus? Austin? Oh, any day now. Any day. <laughs> any day. So be on the lookout for that. Hit us up on YouTube. Subscribe. And also, while you're at it, leave us a review on uh, the podcast platform. And we still haven't heard from INV1245. So you got to be more specific. Might- Please leave us a five-star glowing review. Not yes. just a review. That's what got you into this hot water in the first place. Right. Got us that three-star review here. <laughs> well, anyway. It's, maybe it was just because review. you weren't specific enough. That could be. That could be. But I think that guy's just kind of a jerk anyway. He's a guy. He's the guy that we're talking about. So anyway, check us out. Check out the YouTube channel. And um, hope you enjoyed that episode. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.